Hey, hey, what's up, Melina Mike? What's up, buddy? We made it to another episode, another week. How you doing, buddy? Ah, man, I'm excited. I finally got settled in a new house. You see, I got some stuff around me here, getting my background set up. Even got some LED lights back there. Did you check that out? Yeah, you buy my style. I've had these bad boys up now for a few <laughs> weeks, and the first thing he does the other day is put his on, and I'm like, Mr. Originality over here. I'm going to have to call you Dominic Dunn because that's his move. You know? Oh, well, hey, <laughs> what am I going to do? Hey, I'm going to bring in the chat just to make sure that uh, everybody can hear us and see us okay. I see Nick DeLeon's already in there chatting it up. What's up, Nick? Uh, congratulations on a great Derby City, buddy. Um, so, Mike, one of the things you and I were talking about with the episode today, what we wanted to talk about was um, this event that Matchroom does this coming up, Premier League Pool. Last year it was called something different, Champion Champions League Pool or something. Right. But I was like in love with this event last year. It was, I think, my favorite event of the whole year. Uh, maybe because the format was so interesting in fact i don't even still understand the format <laughs> so even as we were going back and forth before we go and hit the live button and i said joey we need to save it for the show because he's saying it's this way i'm saying it's that way well we're going to get to the bottom of it today yeah yeah so we we are fortunate enough to have with us today emily frazier from match room so hey emily how's it going hey, hey. how you doing uh, doing great, doing great. We're, we we started off talking about Premier League pool. I know the players have been announced. Uh, you're probably running around like crazy over there getting ready. Um, tell us tell us a little bit about kind of what's going on and where you are with Premier League pool. Uh, not gonna lie, nothing I'm doing right now is on Premier League pool. Um, really? It's. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. That's good to know. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, no, obviously the way we operate is um, these events, like this core structure of them are built up months in advance sort of thing. And it's more final touches leading up to. So the conversations we're actually having now are more World Pool Championship, um, the UK Open, the Moscone tickets and things like that. So Premier League is kind of, everything's kind of done for it. Um, like you said, the players are in um, and it's now a case of executing it. Um, but we all get really excited about the event. So we're all sort of in the middle of talking about the World Pool Championship and we're like, oh, hang on a second. Premier League's around the corner. Um, we've all got to, you know, start checking into the hotel this weekend. Um, everyone's got a day off on Friday to just ease their way into like 10 straight days um, in one venue sort of thing, like working relentless hours. So it's, yeah, it's it's quite busy here. Um, I remember when there was a season of when it was special events and when I first came in, our season was kind of September through to January. And that was when the only time we had events. I'm not going to lie, there were times when you're in like May, you were kind of bored a little bit. There wasn't enough events to keep it going. Right. Probably why we've got so many events now. Like I've it's not the case wanted, anymore. Well, exactly. <laughs> I've always wanted more events, always wanted us to travel to different events and, and grow the team. So now we're just like, it's all year round kind of thing, which um, I'd never, ever regret that or take a decision to take a step back from that. You know, it's only moving forward. So, yeah, we're excited about Premier League, Paul. I probably need to refresh myself a little bit on it and get my head out of the other events. 
Well, before yeah. we jump in, I because you did bring up some other events, so I want to ask a couple of questions in regarding oh, other events. So uh, these are part of the curveballs that we didn't prep you for. So Joey's got no idea about it, and we for sure know you don't. So um, there's been a lot of news lately. Some players from the Philippines uh, getting there, getting getting banned from the U.S. because of, of visa issues, um, how they were traveling over here. Has there been any, like, educating from Matchroom to the players or uh, as far as what they need to do, how they need to go and travel properly? Has that been discussed at all, or is it something that's on the agenda coming up to make sure that, you know, these talented players are going to be protected and be available, more importantly, to play in these top events? Well, to be totally honest with you, there's so little that I personally even know about it. Um, no one's reached out to us to ask for help um, because, like I say, from our side, obviously – we're we're promoted at the end of the day and the last thing we want is someone yeah. like Dennis or Colo to not be playing in the US Open or for there right. to be issues like that and it is it's horrible to sort of wake up and read all of these um things that are coming through like it's it's horrible for the players but to be totally honest with you I don't know too much about it I don't know um what they've breached I don't know what they're there on it's it's not like I'm based in the US and I know all of the right visa requirements the US you know if they were being banned from the UK and it was from being here in the UK then I would know a lot more about it you know when these players reach UK borders they've got their invitation letters there um you know Matchroom are a, a company and a promoter here and we have a lot more um not control but we have a lot more sway in what happens because it's it's our home country in the UK so in the UK Right. Whereas in the US, I mean, it's totally different territory to me. I'm probably less in the know than what the, the actual player is. So, I mean, I'm more than happy to try and educate, to try and help, but I'm not going to spread gospel on things I don't know too much about, but I'm more than willing to try and look into it to try and help. Um, but like I said, it's it's not our system. Uh, the US system is obviously de very different to the UK. Um, so, I mean, I'm more than happy to try and educate, but all I can say to the players is, well, just don't break the rules. If you break the rules, right. you're going to get found out and you're going to get booted out. Don't break the rules. You've got to always tell the truth when it comes to things like this. You're not doing anything wrong if you're just open up front and abide by the rules. Adhere to what your visa is telling you to and you shouldn't get kicked out. That's how little I know about the whole situation with the players. Yeah. Yeah. It's unfortunate, uh, definitely, you know, with what happened with uh, James and, and Dennis. And I think even last year, there were some, I think, a completely different issue with Kachi getting to a few events, you know, with visas and things like that. And it would be nice if there was some overarching kind of group that could help these players. But that's not really your role. Your role is to promote tournaments. You know, no, you want I'm these guys there, you know. Of course, but we all saw in the news all of the um, the hassle that uh, Djokovic went through with the right. the Australian event, and to me that sparked not um, not happiness or anything that that this happens throughout all of the sports. So right. someone like Djokovic, and he's a superstar. He's a top. He's a, he's a top tennis player. 
literally he walks down your street he walks down my street walks down the office everyone knows him mm -hmm. and he's getting pulled on visa issues and covid regulations so these rules are strict and there's rules in place so we have to adhere to them you know it doesn't matter who you are but it's just horrible i mean the the messages that Djokovic was getting um, because he was stuck in his hotel room and the ordeal he had to go through. Like, I, wouldn't, I would hate to have to go through that. And the same for Dennis and James, you know, them having to quarantine and to go through the ordeal and the experience of what they had to go through is horrible. No one would want to do that. So I, I feel for the players totally. I'm not sure what we can do as a promoter, but all I can say is read up on the rules and make sure you're adhering to them. How much preparation, if any, is it, is it to like get all those guys to be on the same page to be in the UK at a certain time? Because you got Yap from Singapore, you got players from Albania, you got players from the US. I mean, you're dealing with regulations across the globe. How much of a pain in the, you know, what is it to deal with all that red tape? Well, I think the the good thing about it is that now we've got the rankings there's a lot more of a clearer structure to the event so i mean anyone who can uh, calculate two plus two will have a good idea of if you go on our website we'll know who's in the whirlpool masters so it you know if you look at all of that i know that there's still four wild cards that would be in addition to the 20 on the top of the rankings but you go along to that website you can see who's fairly going to be into it so the players should now be looking at that structure. They've got no excuse now. They should look at that structure and go, well, yeah, I'm ranked number five on the rankings. And so it's fairly straightforward for me to know that I'm going to be in this, this and that. I mean, right. all of the criteria is all listed on our website. But one thing that we want to do more is to try and get the invitations out there sooner. I mean, I literally, there was no one kicking themselves more than me when I found out that we couldn't have Fedor in our Premier League pool because you know we of course we wanted him in it and same as like Carlo Biardo but you know there's visas they have to fly home and they have to go to certain embassies and embassies aren't open on certain days it is a palaver and it was I felt it was made a lot tougher during Covid as well because obviously there's so many travel restrictions so I think all that we can expect to hope for now is things to get a little bit easier as the whole world opens up more um and also to just prepare as much as we can let's try and get those invites out sooner rather than later not to uh belabor this point emily and then we'll move mm -hmm. into the event but uh there was a question in the feed here about do you require work visas to compete in tournaments that you just you guys just put out the invitations and then it's up to the players right as to what visa is most appropriate for them is that how it works yeah it's up to the players and the players relatively no i mean the regular players know um what visas to apply for it's not work visas um because that's what the invitation comes in they come on like a player visa so they oh. have that invitation there to say matchroom is a uk-based company they pay our prize money we pay our expenses or whatever as long as it's all listed out um to establish why they're in the country that's that's all it is you just need to explain why you're there what you're doing there and be honest about it. Yeah. So um, there are different visas. And I do think, you know, some of the players who are regulars in our tournament are probably more savvied up than others. Sure. Um, but I like to think our team here at Matchroom, we're, we're very good with stuff like that. Look, we get phone calls at weekends. We get phone calls out of hours saying, what do we do on this form? 
how do we do this? I need to go to the, um, I, I remember I got a, I think 12 missed calls once. It was when there was all the problems in um, traveling and Tyler Steyer and Margaret were stuck somewhere leading up to the Whirlpool Championship. And I woke up to loads of missed calls. My Two of my team hadn't answered, so they've called me. And they said, I need an invitation letter now because we're going here. This is the only thing we can do. And I literally, you're in bed, you load your laptop up and you quickly write one out and you send it over because we're the ones that want them there. So I like to think we try and help out as much as we can, um, all of us. So we are there. It's just a case of more events. Everyone get used to it a little bit more. Well, I want to talk to you about uh, a little bit about Derby City, kind of that first uh, points event. But before we do, let's talk about Premier, Premier League pool. Uh, okay. Last year, I mentioned this was my favorite event last year. And I think it's because it was just pool for like over a week. And I loved it, right? I would watch it and I didn't understand the format at all times, but it was really cool. And even today, I, I seem to recall there was, you know, a group of players and then new players would come in and new players would come in. And I, I still, when I think back to the format from last year, I'm still trying to figure out, was it an advantage to be in the first group? and then get tons of play or no, come in at the end and, and play there. Can you walk people through the format? Because I have a feeling that there's people who maybe last year didn't tune in. It wasn't on the normal cycle of events you guys have. So, you know, if they purchased the zone in the United States, for example, for December and then cancel, they probably might not have renewed for, you know, that event in the spring. So this is an opportunity now for people to catch the full slate of matchroom events, get the zone for the whole cool. year for example. So take us through the format for that event as clearly as you can, please. Oh, fucking hell. That's a, that's a trick, <laughs> isn't it? Um, <laughs> um, first of all, the Championship League pool that we did in 2021, that was taken off of our Championship League snooker event, um, which has been very successful for us um, lots of years back before I even came into play. So that was a very functional, straightforward format that it took me like five years to understand. So we thought, let's adopt it to Paul. It was great in the respect that it churned out a shed load of matches for those hardcore viewers who literally were sat at work and had their iPad out and was watching match after match after match. But also, you know, other viewers who could tune in every so often and watch Alvin Alshin have an absolute breakdown and then and then they're sitting beautiful. there rooting for him <laughs> um, to win the tournament because he was just a roller coaster ride. Um, but what we realized, and the reason why we've changed the name of the event, was we had this format of 19 players. And there was an advantage. Um, if you came in in group one, you could end up, you know, keeping within the groups and picking up a load of prize money and making it to the last group. But this format works for UK-based players, so it's great for the snooker. But we notice it doesn't really work for Paul because our whole pool of players are international-based. So we felt it was unfair that players were having to fly, you know, five-plus hours for a one-day tournament and potentially get knocked out last place and zero prize money and all expenses paid as well. So we changed the format to Premier League to keep the players there for longer, increase the prize money. We were putting in, I think it was $84,000. So we straight away increased the prize money to $100,000. 
um, we reduced the field size to 16 players because we had to keep within the eight-day format. And we found a way where all 16 players can compete in five days. So everyone plays one another across five days. So this Premier League format works in uh, darts, it's worked in snooker beforehand, and it works in poker, which we've done in poker before. Um, and effectively, there's a league table similar to last year, and how you finish in your match, you create points. So you tally up all of your points. Obviously, the aim is to win all of your matches to accumulate the most points. Um, when you reach the end of five days, a certain amount of players are eliminated from the tournament. And then that's when you reach the next set, which is like the playoffs. And then you have more players playing against one another as there's a lesser field of them. And then you get to the semifinals and then you get to the final. And I'm pretty sure we increased the race too for the final. I don't know off the top of my head, it's going to be a long day. Um, <laughs> uh, we love the honesty. Throughout, all throughout until the final, it's race to five matches. So that point, so if you've got, say, uh, one of the players, uh, say Omar Al Shaheen's coming along, he's now playing for five days guaranteed, the same number of matches as everyone else, but he's guaranteed $2,500 just for showing up. Yes, yeah. he has to have his expenses coming in, but he's now guaranteed five days of playing. So that's five days of exposure for his sponsors. That's five days of play. That's a lot of matches, and it's great leading into the next tournament because it's a good warm-up as well because you're just churning out matches. Um, and you're guaranteed a lot higher prize funds. So the total number of matches, I think we've gone from 192 matches to like 184. Um but this all-round format, I think, works so much better for the international players. And that's why we changed it. And we changed the idea to Premier League because it just sits in better um, with the rebrand of it. And also, I've got some future plans for Premier League, Paul, that we can develop into. This format helps that. And if you want to know what that is, I'm not going to tell you. If you do your homework <laughs> and you look at Premier League darts in the UK where literally they will sell out, they've sold all their tickets for Premier League darts. And that's from now up until May. They've sold venues out. And I mean, sure. they will sell the O2 out at like 12,000 capacity. That's the Premier League darts. So there's a, there was a lot more to changing the format than, you know, oh, we're just a bit bored of Championship League. That's <laughs> just... You know, so Emily, I, I, like, I like the format changes. I, the, I was almost cracking up behind the scenes when you said, yeah, we took last year's format champions league and took it from darts. And after about five years, I understood it. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> it probably would have taken me five years too. Uh, but, yeah, but this I'm format a sports fan, I'm a very casual. Sports uh, fan. I, uh, yeah. So the format you just presented though, I think is better for the player, at least from, you know, the feedback cool. that, yeah, and from last year, I think there were some players that kind of showed up and were out right away. You know, this way it extends that amount of time that the players are going to be able to compete. Everybody likes that. Nobody likes to kind of have a one-and-done scenario. Yeah. Uh, and it's good for the sponsors. It's good for the game. I'm excited about it. It's a great field of 16 that you've put together oh, for this. Field. I literally love the field. I know, I know we're a bit disappointed with some of the players that haven't been able to be in it. But right. it's still bloody great field. It is. Like, it's still really good matchups. And 
Did, look, I'll, I'll be totally honest with you. Championship League Pool 2021, that, that field was a little bit rusty because it was so COVID-y at that point. Yeah. And there were so many restrictions. We were really, I mean, I think I said it to you guys before or publicly, I think we sent over 45 invites out for a 19-player event. Wow. That's how many people declined. But this one is literally, you know, only a few. I had plans. I had plans that week last year. Sorry, Emily. <laughs> I'll put myself in the tournament before I put you in. Jail. What? Burn. That's I like hurtful. It. That's hurtful. Okay. <laughs> uh, so let's talk about some of the players that are in it. I mean, you have, you know, Albin, obviously, who won the event last year. You have Francisco. That was a roller coaster. Albin was a big, like you oh, said, it was. If you know, that's the beauty. By day two. I honestly think that's one of the reasons I really love the event, right? Because what is something that's really going to take pull to the next level? It's it's capturing the emotion of the game. There's and Albin game. was like a textbook for that last year where, you know, he was his normal calm self for a while. And then he just like went on super tilt and then he got it back together, composed himself and wins the whole event. I mean, you know, it's... Do you know what's going to be a great idea? So I'm going to voice note this just that well, as soon as we finish this, I'm going to voice note Jake and say a complete like compiling basically the tilt of Albin Alsham, oh, yeah. his journey from Championship League, just to capture the up and down. I mean, it was fantastic. Like we need him to do that again, but you might see that from another player. Um, I just think it's. I, I said it briefly to someone else the other day. I, sorry, my brain's all over the gap at the moment. But <laughs> I, swear I said that I just can't wait to see the journey of these players this year. And that's the aim. Like That's what we want to focus on doing. You know, our productions are top quality. Like the, the events, the atmosphere, we've created so much. And we're now, you know, selling more tickets. And we've got the players. Are we going to have fans? Yeah, are we, we going to have, have fans, fans in attendance? Um, so we're opening back up, but now we need to show the journey of the players. We need to show how they're going to get there. We need to show the journey of the top 32. Um, you know, Francisco, he's now all of a sudden top of our rankings, the actual live rankings. And it's just showing that journey. And this is what we need to get across to everyone. We have fantastic characters in this game. There's so many, you know, if everyone was like Fedor Gorst, it wouldn't be an entertainment factor or it wouldn't be the sport to push forward but then you can't you can't have someone you know you you can't duplicate a Skylar Woodward because he's such an individual right. character and there are so many different people that are like that that's what's yeah. so beautiful about this game and I just can't wait to get these people across because they're just they're they're fantastic people for the sport yeah, well, I want to I want to ask a few questions on on top of some of these characters. Number one, because I know there was an adjustment after day one. A lot of it to do with Albin. Is the time clock going to be in place from beginning? Yeah, look at those eyes. I can tell. <laughs> All right. And number two, are we going to have Otherwise, gonna a second table? Out. Yeah, uh, <laughs> a second table. Well, I think there was one last last year, if I remember right, wasn't there? Yes, we changed the design of the arena a little bit, so you'll see the so. Just to give you some a biggest perspective on it, the Championship League snooker finished the night before Premier uh, Championship League pool last year, and uh, this is horrible. But everyone finished Championship League snooker at like eleven o'clock at night, and then had to de-rig the tables, change all of the set branding, 
and come in for Paul the next day, longer hours. And then Albin decided to bloody take an hour on every shot for the first day. And, and there was nearly like a walkout. Um, <laughs> so there wasn't, because we didn't have a rig day, we literally put the tables in, the pool table, took the snooker tables out, put the pool tables in and changed the brand in. So there was nothing really to to do. Like we couldn't do much, but now we're in a different area and it's on its own. We've opened it up a little bit so you can see the second table in the background, kind of like US Open 5. But table I like two that. will be shown on Matchroom Live. So I heard it here first. If, you, if, you're on, if you're in the US, you can watch table one through your DAZN subscription uh, with commentary. Um, and then table two. So it's perfect. You literally you have your design up, you've got the comms for that, and then you've got your table two, which is no commentary, but you just obviously it's just very sort of basic footage of table two happening. But what we're going to try and do this year is if you're watching the coverage of table one, in between the racks, we switch to table over. two so you can see what the update is. But you're always going to be seeing like there's quite a lot of matches so it's a case of you know picking your favorite matches to that day um and we're trying to you know see you know if you're having to buy your subscription to design we want to try and make it easier for people to sign up to matchroom live for instance and it's different for here in the uk because we have broadcasters on site so free sports is the broadcaster in the uk here um, but it'll also be available on Facebook because free sports is a free to air channel. So there's okay. so many, you know, aspects to it, but we do try and think probably too much more on American side of things. We probably try and favor the U S audience more than we do our own UK. Well, I tell you, if you ask the American fans, they wouldn't agree with you, Emily. No, they they would say the conspiracy <laughs> theorists that I've heard over the last three months are saying, Emily's anti-USA. It's all I've heard. I literally would move to the USA. I love the US. <laughs> literally, it's like my second home. But I promise you and I reassure you that everything we do, which is actually probably a fault of ours, we try and base it too much around an American audience. So if if what we're doing now isn't good enough, then could you imagine if we stepped our foot off the gas? Yeah, no kidding. Well, you, you talked about the players, and I'm curious, what has been their feedback? Obviously, the ones who are in the you know top 32, they're going to be fine for the most part, especially if they're in the first, what was it, uh, 12 that we're in. But what's been the feedback overall from players as far as the rankings? Some are going to be uh, bitter. Some are going to feel they're right. But what's been the overall you know vibe of them all? Well, well, to be honest, any of the bitter players that haven't said anything to me, but I don't think they will anyway. <laughs> yeah. They're too frightened of I'm you. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, so if you're bitter, maybe grow the balls and say it to me. Um, no, look, I, I think anyone who can really take a step back and look at the bigger picture can just see that this is only going to be a benefit. I mean, the fact that I've said it, the Kremlin Cup already increasing their tables due to more entries coming in just purely off the rankings yeah of course and and changing to nine ball i mean there's there's so much more to it and you know 2022 is the year of finding our feet seeing how you know what's not what's wrong with the ranking events that come into play but what could they improve on and then 2023 is how we implement it and how we improve um and how we kind of do it better but I think 
the the general feedback has been look we've actually maybe got a hope for Paul now um which is really positive and I think the positioning of players within that top I don't think anyone can really argue who's in the top 40 based on all of the different valuation of pre-COVID during COVID um because we tried to base it on uh the past couple of years instead of just 2020 or 2021 because it wouldn't have made sense and it wouldn't have been fair um so i don't think people can really argue with who's in the top 40. i think there's small things of this person should be bumped up here but i mean right. pass that around 30 different people and you're going to get 30 different options of how to do it and um, depending on where you ask people what, what, what part of the world they're in yeah yeah of course and it's just you know it's it's very difficult but i just think we've we've noticed what we needed to do in order to take the sport forward and we've just taken the ball by the horns and just and just done it and and we're going to roll with it and all we can do is react to how things play out like i said we're not going to get everything right i appreciate that this is the first time we're launching a full pool tour but we're going to lean on the people who have experienced it we're going to lean on people within the industry um, and we're going to put a full, you know, we're going to go full throttle on it to try and make it right for the players. Um, I mean, we're all of a sudden looking at $1.7 million of prize money just from the matchroom events in 2022. So that if sounds, any players complaining, just, and, and now there's a structure to the event. So if you're complaining, you're not in the Whirlpool Masters, you know how to get into the Whirlpool Masters. So go to the events and, and qualify. It's, it's as simple as that. It's, Ranking points is based off of prize well, money one. It doesn't get more it's, simple it's than that. Because all we've heard for years is the favoritism and the favoritism and yeah, it's the, it's the show me a of, system. How right. can I qualify? Yeah, yeah. It, I got to tell you. So a good friend of mine lives out here in Arizona. Good friend of Mike's, Nick DeLeon. Right. Uh, he has an opportunity in his life now to fully commit to the game. Went out mm -hmm. to Derby City. Uh, ends up doing really well out there and immediately apply for his passport, you know, so that, that he could head over to do Funny some stuff. of the Euro tours. And I think that's, that's what's great for the sport right now is that you have people that are realizing there's a path, you know, and who in, you know, the UK has heard of Nick DeLeon, not many people, you mm -hmm. know, but when he comes over there and starts playing in Euro tour events and gets more seasoning and gets even better, it's going to be great. It's going to be great yeah. for the sport. Y young people coming up are going to realize, hey, there's a path now. You've got know? a chance and to make his dream come true. And exactly. It's, but you got to go. And play if something through. crazy happens, Emily, I hope this doesn't happen. But if something crazy happens and all of your events get canceled up until the Moscone Cup, I think Nick's on there. I think he is. <laughs> <So>. Oh, man. <laughs> They will not get cancelled. They'd, they'd have to literally drag me out kicking. Yeah, that would. I would hate for that. Canceled. Yeah. There's um, a, there's a few players who were in that top. I think 32 who we haven't seen in a couple of years. The Cole brothers, yeah. and I know you, I know you brought this up briefly on loose pool, but what what have you heard from the Taiwanese players, the Chi the, the the Chinese players? If anything, are we going to see them back this year? Oh yes. I woke up to a message. Um, from all three of the co-brothers basically saying look we're ready to play um we we're ready to travel and um, what's the next event we can get into and i like i said i'm not going to make any um announcements here but if you put two and two together you'll know who's in for the whirlpool masters if everyone sort of accepts it so i think the whirlpool masters um or even the whirlpool championship 
we're going to be looking at a real, real, I mean, the, it's probably the same as Championship League Paul in 2021. The Championship field wasn't as probably strong as it could be, but imagine now the field that we're going to get for the World Pool Championship. I mean, it's yeah. whoever wins this is going to be like, should be the ultimate champion. I mean, you look at the World Snooker events, for instance, and we've been looking at how they seed their players within their tournaments. Because one thing that now we've created the ranking, we have to now be a lot more transparent about how we seed our players um, and also being consistent with it across the different events. No doubt. Um, and so the World Snooker events, like they, they will seed the world number one. They will seed the defending champion. They will seed the world champion. And then they go from the rankings. That's just, that just shows the prestige of the world number one spot, the world champion spot. And what happens if you win a title? And so that's that's what should be on everyone's lips sort of thing. And whoever goes ahead and wins the World Pool Masters or even this Premier League pool, you don't know who's going to win it because it's such a strong field. And it, yeah. this is what these events should be doing. It should be the best of the best. It should be 5-4 every time coming down to the crunch. And yes, the pocket should be tighter. We should be, you know, people should be tuning in and literally going, oh my God, look at that shot, look at this. It should be interesting. It should be, yes, entertaining through getting the personalities across, but it should be the toughest fields. And that's what we're gonna get across all of our events. And that's what we've got to turn the Moscone into. The toughest, the toughest European team against the toughest US team. Are we gonna oh, it's a tough field. Year? Are we gonna yeah, have the, the toughest American team this year? And is Jeremy Jones going to be the coach? I need to know. We need, we need, we need, answers. we need to know. <laughs> Every time we have you on from here on out, we're going to keep on, keep on answering you question because American fans need to know because I mean, correct if I'm wrong, but the Moscone cup tickets are going to be on sale soon. Am I right? Yes. Yeah. Um, we're going to get information out soon. We just, there's a lot to think about. Um, to just put, you know, we just need to be so careful with the Moscone Cup because it's that event that's the creme de la creme. It's the top tier. It's the event that everyone wants to make. So I just hate making any brash decisions when it comes to the Moscone. Just like thinking it through, having some time to just really go, right, are you 100% sure that you are going to get the best out of this we can't ever be complacent and we can't just think oh it's the moscone cup you know it's going to be fantastic either way it's got to be competitive i don't mind who wins but i want it to be 11 10 to whoever i mean it'd be quite nice if usa get a, a win this not year if you're, not if you're laying three or four games on the wire going to 11 it's not that nice. <laughs> Then, then it becomes a bit tough um i'm curious what what has been the feedback since these events and rankings have come out are we going to see more events added this year are there things that are that you're working on to be you know added to the rankings calendar for for this year yeah and i think and it's no disrespect to the derby at all because um i totally respect chad for coming on board and being the first event with our ranking event because he really took quite a risk by doing that he you know he was the first one up um and seeing it there and seeing the level of professionalism that is amongst some of these players is quite scary. Um, just It's just trying to understand 
you know, what I don't want to do is fill up the 2022 calendar just for the sake of it with event here, there and everywhere. I only really want to do it with promoters that we can trust, that we know are going to deliver to a high standard, which and that's obviously what we're working on. But one thing that I would rather work on for 2022 and, and put my time to is more viewers for a Kremlin Cup broadcast, for instance. So more platforms for everyone to watch the Kremlin Cup. Now, that's something that we're trying to work on. So instead of just filling the calendar up with events that we may just push out for 2023 because they weren't up to the right standard, let's fine tune the events. Let's make sure that the events we're making the players travel to for ranking points are worthy of those. So there's just a lot of due diligence that we just want to put into place to get these events in. I mean, I think following our podcast, apparently Turning Stone now want to be a ranking event. Um, <laughs> but even Go though figure. apparently never, never won yeah. any partnership with Matchroom, so I don't know what that means. Yeah, we're we spoke build, about them building relationships around here. <laughs> yeah, we well, we, we did mention them specifically when we talked last time yeah. as because there's not a ton of nine ball tournaments in the United States anymore. A lot of people have switched over to 10 ball. Don't and so stop switching. Come well, back to nine ball. I'm telling you. Or the bar table. Look, it, it could be, look, between the three of us, and I'm, I'm being totally honest, I'm a casual sports fan. So I can't tune into a, a sport for, you know, I'm your average viewer time sort of thing. I can't tune in for your hardcore, but I'm the person that I'm trying to reach to because I'm that person that will increase that viewership. You know, the sport needs the casual viewers that will tune in and go, oh, what's this? This sounds like fun to go to. I want to go with my friends. Yeah. You, you need to appeal to those people whilst I understand there's the hardcore side of it. So between us three, you know, I might go, yeah, nine balls the best. Joey, you might say eight balls the best or one pocket. And um, Mike might turn around and go, yeah, 10 balls the one for the pros. It kind of doesn't really matter what our three opinion is. What matters is the viewership and what for is sure. entertaining. Yeah. What matters is which one is appealing to the mass audience. And we already know you've got the history of nine ball. And we know the viewership and the atmosphere comes from nine ball. Because of the, the rules of the game, you've got to simplify it. It's the game to simplify, and it's no disrespect to any of the others. But if you cannot see the benefit of coming on board as part of these rankings, then it's just, you know, it's you're in a win-win a situation if you come on board with the rankings. I don't oh, yeah. understand what the lose. I don't, I genuinely, as someone sits me down and explains it. It seems like people may just be stubborn. That's how it comes across anyway, where it's just like, I'm doing my own thing. I don't want to piggyback. Oh, we lost we might, her. We might have oh. lost your audio, Emily. We lost your audio, Emily. <laughs> we can't hear you. We can't. Check check the mic. <laughs> oh, mic check. <laughs> uh, see, if, see if maybe you can come out and come back in. Oh, Emily. Maybe how about now, out. Emily? Your your signal looks like it changed. Can you hear? Oh, there, there we go. go. There we go. Sorry, you, we missed about three paragraphs. So rewind three <laughs> paragraphs. I'm <laughs> just kidding. No, we were, we were, oh, uh -oh. uh, we lost you again. Hello, can you hear me? Okay, there we can we hear you now. We can hear you now. Don't, <laughs> Don't touch. Don't touch anything. Uh, no, but I think we were talking about why folks wouldn't want to come on board. And I think you make a great point. And I don't like her face right now. I think she's having technical difficulties, yeah. but 
Yeah, but I think what she's saying, Mike, which was really um, interesting, and she'll pop back in in a minute, I'm sure. But if you have one of those events out there, then during one of those events, to you know, maybe the best player that you had is the best player in your area last year. Well, now you become a matchroom, you know, points event. Now you might get a David Alcade or Max Lechner, these guys coming in who you typically wouldn't get in your tournament. Let's see if Emily's back. Emily, can you hear us? Sorry. There we That's go. Okay. We made it. I was getting a <laughs> yeah. phone call and I think it just threw oh. everything all off the thing. So um No worries. Yeah, we like the the elephant in the room though is is Predator. That that that's the elephant in the room when it comes to getting guys on board because to me and to a lot of pool fans, it just seems like such a natural fit to have what they're doing go alongside what you guys are doing. If mm. and I know there's sticking points on both sides, but the fans would love if we can figure out a way to to make that work together because you got players going from all over the world to, you know, both of you guys' events, you know, and it's just, it's like a Moscone Cup, you know, training camp, you know, it's a boot camp because it's short races like you guys love to go and have, it's it's pressure packed, but it's 10 ball, you know, and yeah. you guys are on team nine ball. So hopefully well, there's a way in the future to go and make that happen. Well, I think that there's only really a one-sided way on it because there, there's no stickling points on both sides. The moment another, and I'm not just going to single Predator out, but the moment another organiser or another promoter invests the money that we're invested into Nine Ball right now, then they can dictate what the... That's fair. That's, that's so, completely fair. Look, you guys, you guys go and put in the millions of dollars that we're investing into Nine Ball for this year. Then you tell me, Emily, join us and join this discipline. Switch from Nine Ball to whatever. If another promoter wants to do that, then you call the shots. But right now, we're the ones who are investing the millions of dollars into putting these events on. So we're calling, we're saying it's nine ball. You want to be a part of it, all hand, you're welcome. Whether, you know, it doesn't matter who you are, as long as you fit the criteria, you're welcome. But if you don't, that's fine. It's no disrespect. You continue doing your own event, events, but you're going to be left behind. So, like I said, it's as easy as that. There's no sticking points on well, either side. The, it is. There's a, the, the, the sports coming together. The, the sports are coming together with promoters quite well, you know. And mm. it's if if somehow or another, you know, they would change their tune maybe after this season. I know fans would love to go and see it. And I think that, you know, what you guys are both doing for the sport is incredible. And you guys are really giving players a chance to go and make a living throughout the whole year, not just – you know, September through January, like yeah. it was whenever you first came in, you know, so I don't yeah. think there's any, um, any knock by any means. And listen, we're going to have eight days. I couldn't believe when I, I had to double check it, eight days <laughs> of pool coming up, uh, next week. And I, I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be another six, 10 hours every day, something like that. Oh, right? It's literally two, five hour sessions a day. So 10 That's hours. That's a lot of pool. Um, that is a lot of pool. You're not like you're not used to that, and like obviously it's all the it's the top sixteen that are all playing. So you're you're getting relentless matches coming through. So it is it's literally going to be relentless hours. And I think um, you know some people will be glued to the screen, some will be going in and out sort of thing. And 
Uh, Mike, when- we might we might be able to do like a recap every day. You know, for the folks so. like maybe there's folks that couldn't make the first day or the second day, we could come come on live at that night and kind of explain yeah. what happened. Because when you look at this list of 16 players, there's not going to be a bad match to be had. Show us everyone. Nice. I think you got them there, don't you? Huh? Yeah, we got them. Hold on. So I got a couple graphics here. Let me pull up this one. Uh, you're talking about this one? That's the oh, one. Yeah, look at that. yeah look. What a beautiful picture. What I want to know is who chose that picture for Kazakis. Because he's the only one that looks like he's trying to threaten you. <laughs> Wait, where is he? Where is he? Hold on. Oh, yeah, yeah. Whoa, that's intense. Yeah. That is intense. I wish you would have told me that before the show, Mike. I would have had a blow-up of that. We could have blown yeah, that up. That's a bad picture, isn't it? He's <laughs> to sort himself out. We'll get a better one of him at Premier League. Um, oh, that's funny. Yeah, that's, that's a little bit too extra, isn't it? But... <laughs> All right, yeah, no, it's watch? one thing. Said... Oh, go ahead, Joey. I was just going to say, it's one thing seeing it. Uh, let me let me do this. Let me share uh, the screen here because it's one thing seeing it as um, a picture, but then it's another thing when you just scroll through the oh, names, wow. you know, and I'm sharing my screen here from your website, Emily. Oh, uh, but, you know, if you go down the list, I mean, every player that you see, I mean, just top, top players. Yeah, so six. So they've already said that those six are being eliminated. <laughs> no, no it's, <laughs> I don't think it means that. Yeah. <laughs> um, those, so yeah, six get eliminated after five days, which you know that's that's you've got ten left in the field. So it's going to be you know if you sat here and eliminated six straight away, it'd be it, it wouldn't be really easy. It wouldn't be really tough. No. Um, but so it'll be really interesting to kind of see. I, I like this format. I prefer it. Um, I think we've, you know, like I said, the the Championship League worked fantastic in snooker and it was great for last year. But we have to tweak certain things to apply for the different sports. Um, and I think we've really thought about this one for Premier League and it's going to suit Paul a lot better. Yeah, I'm excited we're, for it. We're, we're excited. Yeah. I'm excited. Joey's excited. We're going to have eight days of pool coming up next week. Emily, let us know where can the fans go and watch? Where can they tune in wherever they're at? Well, if you sign up to Design in the US for the Moscone, you'll be treated. Um, so obviously Premier League pool will be live on Design as well. Um, across uh, Scandinavia, it's via play. Here in the UK, it's free sports um, or our Matchroom pool channels. Table two is Matchroom Live everywhere. Um, Zebo TV in China. Um, Australia is Fox Sports. There we go. Um, yeah, we've got a full. You guys list. have thought of everything. Look at that. It's, it's right there and convenient on the website. It's, um, yeah, I mean, uh, we, we found more interest following Championship League. And so our broadcast list has expanded quite a lot from that uh, to Premier League, which is really exciting. So, yeah, it's uh, now you've got me all like, are you, are you going to have uh, one of my favorites again, Carl Boys? Is he going to be calling some of the action? Yes. Yeah, Carl's going to be there. Um, one of my things that I'm working on this year is to, is our punditry team. Um, I want to make it more consistent um, because obviously the one thing we're looking at now is the Nine Ball brand, um, how we increase our events and how we work on our Nine Ball brand. So that's something that 
also trying to work on um, that's only going to improve our production moving forward. Um, trying to listen to feedback that people say. Um, and, and yeah, it's a huge, I, I huge opportunity there. If you look at every other sport, the pundit side of it is a huge piece that we just yeah. haven't had too much of in pool over the years. But, you know, you have, if you turn on, you know, a sports channel, you can listen to hours and hours of people talking about the NFL or premier league, right. you know, football, as you call it, or soccer in the UK. And there's just tons of, you know, talking head shows. And I think, you know, the, there's a large opportunity for that with pool. Definitely. And I think that's what we're kind of offering. You know, we're going to have a, a solid team that works across our events. And if you're on that team, you know, it's the matching events you do sort of thing. So um, I think it's just on the rankings. It's once everything gets sort of pushed together and we're all working to this same sort of hymn sheet, then all of a sudden it's right. Okay. Can we send our commentary team over to this ranking event, which is all, you know, in the pipeline. And there are all these ideas that are going to evolve from this year and seeing who comes on board and things like that. But it's just, there's just so many opportunities with this. And, and that's why it's, it's just, it is very, very exciting. That's why I just can't not see the benefit. Um, so, let's just we'll just see what happens it's only going to go up from here really is the is the four inch pocket now is that a standard for you guys across all events or um yes except for our open fielded events um so it's just something different that we're kind of working on um but all of so our... the Im invite only events are going to be four inch pockets yeah okay i like that uh-oh <laughs> <clears throat> i like it for sure and the fans and like it because it it takes <laughs> it takes the the um, average shot and makes it exciting because that was one yeah. thing that I really enjoyed when it came to the Masters. It was no out was a guaranteed because they had to bear down, and if they took it for granted, it was going to show. And it, it just it helped build the excitement. So um, yeah, there's Jason. He's the man of the hour right now. But I mean, what, oh, there's so many Europeans that are the man of the hour. Federer, Filler, Ruiz, I Jason. Just got a funny I mean, feeling about, um, and I'm not just saying this because he's here. I'll say it to him, but I just got this funny feeling about Jason for this year. I just think he's he obviously he excels in our matchroom events, but there's like a new level of ma maturity or determination from him. Focus. Um, yeah, and I feel like he's kind of really going to go into beast mode this year, and. I wouldn't take, if I was playing against him, I would be shitting myself. Like, I wouldn't take my foot off the gas. Uh, Seeing how red up his, he was. His personality is exactly what Poole needs to because he's got yeah. excitement about him whenever he's on TV. He is not bland. He's not boring. He, he embraces it. The pressure doesn't go and rattle him. He'll go and pump out his chest and... You know, mm. he, he's just, he's made to be on that stage without. Yeah. I, and Emily, I agree with what you said a hundred percent. There's just something different in his eyes right now. And, you know, living through it, being out here in Arizona, Scott Frost, professional pool player out here, opened a pool room. Yeah. <clears throat> and you just saw that the priorities are different, right? When you're yeah, getting a pool room open, you have a different focus. You're trying to get into business. Yeah. Uh, but now it seems like he's kind of gotten over that part. And now he's just rededicated and totally focused on pool. And yeah. it's fun to watch. I mean, he's breaking world records. It's crazy. <laughs> Why do you think I haven't had kids yet? 
Haven't Emily, met the right guy. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we we appreciate you coming on. I know you're super busy, and I know you got a lot of things going on. But we always appreciate you coming through for us. Make sure because we're gonna be hitting you up. Make sure make those players available during the the Premier League because we're gonna want to get them on, interview them, yeah. all the drama. We're excited. We're pumped up. We're looking forward to it. And it's all thanks to what you guys are doing. No, thank you guys. And I love the setups that you've got now. Joey's oh, really upped his game. Yeah. Finally. Finally. <laughs> I know. Welcome, Joey. Oh, sorry, Mike. I follow your lead, Melina Mike. Attaboy. <laughs> Mike, you got your hey. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Mm -hmm. And we'll 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 be there soon. The UK open. It's <laughs> we'll be over there. We'll be doing it live. Hey, I'll just never forget, Emily. I always appreciate you coming on. I'll never forget that first time when me, you, and Mike logged on. No. And it was right before we went live. And you were like, like Melina, you're the one that's talking shit about us all the time. 30 seconds <laughs> before we go live. That's when she was, we had been on there for 10 minutes already. And she waits till right before Joey says, okay, in about a minute, we're going live. And then she brings that up. And then I turned about as white as Joey over there. You know? <laughs> The least you red. You know, Mike is normally very articulate, well spoken, and he quickly started stammering. Up to it, though, too. I was like, oh man, please don't bring that up. Please He's don't like, bring it up. But, but what happened was, what ha but, but that, but, but that's <laughs> what we appreciate about you, Emily. You're going to come out, you're going to speak your mind. Uh, you know, like when Mike brought up the thing about you guys and Predator and 10 ball and nine ball and you're like, look, we're putting the money up. We're doing yeah, it, look, you know, and, and there's nothing against Predator. Like, I mean, we work so closely with the Predator team and I love what they're doing with the sport. Yes, I would love if they come on board with us because I know it will make the rankings stronger. And, I, sure. you know, I'll be totally clear and upfront about that. I'd love for them to come on board with CSI and and bring their events into the nine ball. There might be more reasons as to why they can't do it for this year. They might be evaluating it for years moving forward. And that's great. But I also respect if they've got their reasons for not coming on board. But, uh, you know, me sitting here, I can see I can see the benefit by coming on board because I can see the developments coming into play. But that's why I've said, you know, respect to Chad and Pat Fleming because they came on board before potentially when it was like a bit risky they didn't know what to expect but now it's kind of out in the open things are moving it's a lot clearer as to what the benefit is and now it's transparency like a no it's a no transparency so you yeah. play you you get better you're gonna go and yeah. get rewarded you're gonna get invited you're gonna be on all these invitationals you're gonna be of on course. tv and you're gonna make a, a, a good living you know? and, I'm, and we respect the other one the other organizers who you know, have their own way of going about it. And you've got to think about it. The Predator also have the World Temple Championship and they've right. launched their way of getting onto that event and a pathway into there. So, you know, there's no disrespect as to what everyone else is doing. It's just I can see the real benefit. And like I said, I would love for them to come on board. You know, it hasn't happened for this year. Hopefully it happens moving forward. But, you know, not going to pussyfoot around it and say, don't come on because, like I said, it's a no The show must go on. The exactly. show must go on. And like I said, the day that someone else puts up the cash for it, then you can tell me to switch discipline. But the moment <laughs> is knowable. And everyone will notice that the tour will build. The sponsorship is going to change. Prize money is going to increase. There's a whole new level of professionalism motivation everything all through pool right now 
and that's off of our rankings. So it's great that there's other things happening. I love that because it's only gonna build on it further. But if we can all come together, even better. Let's yeah. go, I'm excited. Well, Emily, thank you so much for always being willing to come on. You've done this now several times. <laughs> And, you know, we love doing it because we get excited for your events and we love to hear from you prior to them to sort of, you know, help promote it and kind of get us ready for it, get us uh, just wet our appetites for it. And yeah. so now my appetite is ready. I am ready for Premier League pool. I know Mike is as well. He's been known to gamble a time or two. He may do some sort of gambling on it. I don't know. <laughs> Me? No, never. So, but we're excited for it. And Thanks so much for coming on. Uh, we're going to hit you up at some point after this event, maybe leading up to the U.S. Open or some other event. And uh, we just appreciate you. No, for thank sure. you, guys. I appreciate it a lot. We'll talk awesome. soon. Okay, see you guys.